It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, and thank you for tuning in tonight to the Word of Life Anointed Ministries weekly broadcast, Alive Because of the Word. We are alive tonight because of God's Word residing on the inside of us. And we give God praise and thanks for another opportunity to come your way. We thank Him for allowing us to be able to come your way and bring you the rhema for today. Thank you for his word, for when all else fails, only God's word will suffice. And so we thank you for coming on tonight, tuning in tonight to the Word of Life weekly broadcast, Alive Because of the Word. Thank you, God. Thank you for your people. Lord, we lift you now to the, we, we now take you to the throne of grace. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come on this uh, broadcast tonight. Thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice who did not think it robbery to come on this broadcast tonight. Thank you for your people. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you for the. Thank you for another day you have allowed us to to see, to live, and thank you for being our Lord. And King, in spite of everything that is going on around us and with us, you are still by our side. You are still with us. You will never leave us, like your word declares. You will never leave us nor forsake us. So we thank you, God. Thank you, God, for being with us, for delivering us for blessing us, for protecting us, for guiding us, and, and for your manifold blessings you have bestowed upon us. In Jesus' name, we give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Tonight, we're going to just uh, go another direction that God is giving us, and we because we just want to get your attention, and we want to get you, you know, uh, back in in uh, focus, because we know so much is happening around us, so much is happening with us, so much is happening in families, and you know, friends, and you know, and so that can tend to, you know, try to get you on focus. But we want to bring the focus back to you tonight. You. Because God is interested in you. God is interested in your soul. God is interested in your life. And so 
we're going to do we're going to say some things and you know just bring you back into focus because you know we started the new year and this is the second month of the new year and uh we know that when the new year comes in we make resolutions we try to make editions and to edit our lives we make promises and and we try to stick te- uh, take steps in the hope of a better tomorrow. And this is a good thing. Yes, it is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with it because, you know, we, we want to be happy and we have the right to be happy. We all need to feel loved and appreciated. Yes. And there is in each of us a knowing of who we are. So if we choose to be honest, we will admit we need to make some changes. We need to make some additions. We need to make some resolutions because we carry baggage around with us. And no matter how well we wear it, the truth remains we are, bro- we are a broken people in desperate need of repair. We are not perfect people. We need repair. So there's so much going on in our lives. So much goes on in our lives from day to day. So we need to, you know, when when the year comes in, we begin to make resolutions and promise, promise excuse me, promises ourselves of changes that we need to make. Because if you do not, take inventory and see that you need to make some changes, then you are not true to yourself because each and every one of us has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So what then is the driving force that motivates real change? It can't be our own efforts because we are seeing that we've fallen short miserably so it has to be something more, a power within us that's still at work. And that change has to be motivated by dying to self. You have to die to yourself. We must die to self. Only then can the truth set us free. Die to our old thoughts and ways and thinking and behaving, you know, because the truth is funny. The truth is something we can know and at the same time live our life without it it having any real and lasting effect on us. Because I remember at the very beginning of my walk with God how much truth meant to me. So before my, my new birth, everything in my life was a lie. Everything I knew and experienced was born out of sin and death. I was without hope. And that's when I, first, I was first drawn to Christ. The truth was a shining light in a dark place. So for the Christian, there's nothing else in this world that can compare to knowing God in Christ. For the everlasting creator to call us into a relationship with him, is absolutely mind-boggling. 
to have his spirit indwell us, leading us, guiding us in all ways in his glory. That's in First Peter chapter 1, verse 8. There comes a point when the truth is so valued that we answer like some of Peter answered. Lord, to whom shall we go? We have, you have the words of eternal life. John chapter 6, verse 68. Where can we go? Even if we're mad with God, where can we go? Because he has the words of life, of eternal life. So if we want that eternal life, we, we, we cannot go away from him. We cannot walk away from him. So if this, has been, if this has been your experience, then praise God for your salvation because there's nowhere we can go but to him. No one else we can go but to him. Now with all that being said, <laughs> the truth is, are we living in the truth? Are we really living the words of eternal life? I want to share a passage of scripture with you. And it's from John chapter 2. John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17. John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17. If you can write that down and revisit it when we get off the broadcast or whenever you get the time. And that scripture is from the Amplified Version of John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17. It says, Do not love the world of sin that opposes God and his precepts, nor the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust and the sensual craving of the flesh and the lust, and the longing of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, pretentious confidence in one's resources or in the stability of earthly things. These do not come from the Father, but are from the world. The world is passing away, and with it is lost, the shameful pursuits and the ungodly longings, but the one who does the will of God and carries out his purpose lives forever. Lives forever. The one who does the will of God and carries out his purpose lives forever. So no matter how much we accumulate, no matter what we have, what we own or possess, if we do not do the will of the Father and carry out his purpose for our lives, we are not going to have eternal life. We are not. So we need not fool ourselves since this is real. It's real. It's real. It's real. I can't stress it enough. It's real. This is the word to believe us. And as I said in the beginning, 
The truth is funny. We let it have its way in our lives. We make it a real and lasting impression. Are we destined to completion? Read Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Read Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. And read First John chapter 5, verse 13. It brings us in reality with life, with what we're doing, how we're living. Because we have to die to self to live this eternal life. We have to die to our thinking, our own rationalization, our own concepts, how we feel, our own feelings. We have to die to them to live this eternal life. So I'm going to be challenging you throughout the course of this year with things like this. I'm going to be challenging you. So, you know, sometimes we need to step back and take inventory and talk to God and and listen to him what he has to say, the path that we're going down, the decisions that we make. We need to step step back and, uh, and, and take inventory. You know, sometimes some of these areas can be sensitive areas, but we need to address them because as children of the most high God, God is going to hold us accountable. He's going to hold us accountable. So I'm going to challenge you. But in the end, the only hope is that we will each acknowledge the truth and seek him even more. Luke 10, 27 says, Love the Lord with all your heart and mind and with all your soul and your strength. Love him. Love him. Love him. Because God has great and mighty things planned for your life. And he has laid out his purpose for you since you were born. How wonderful it is to know that God has a plan for each of us, a good plan to give us a good, a good future. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, He has a plan for us. He will fulfill his plans for you and me. But we don't want to miss out. We don't want to miss out. The plans he has for us to work out step by step. It's going to work out step by step when we obey him in the little things that lead up to the big things. So we, will miss, we, may, we might miss a step from time to time. We might disobey something he tells us and then look back and let us say, if I had only known. No, you don't want to say that. You don't want to say that, if I had only known. No. Because Sometimes we go through life not paying attention. And then there are times we miss this wonderful steps in his plan because we are out and we are disobedient. When he told us to do what we supposed, were supposed to do, we didn't. So we are missing some of the precious moments of God's glorious plans for us. 
Moments that we cannot afford to miss. Because this side of heaven, we would not know how different our lives might have been had we obeyed. Had we obeyed. If we knew, we would see that the price of disobedience is much higher than we thought. The price of disobedience is much higher than we think. Probably one of the most important stories in the Bible is that of Moses, the lawgiver. He preached, obeyed the law, day after day, year after year, to the children of Israel. <laughs> See, that's what he preached. That's what Moses preached. So we can read that in the book, in the, in the book of Numbers, chapter 20. Numbers chapter 20 will give us an outline of <laughs> what Moses prayed, yeah, of what he said. But the day came when they needed water. Moses disobeyed the direction God gave him for providing water, and he prayed a, paid a high price for that disobedience. God kept him from leading the children of Israel into the land of promise, something he had been looking forward to for 40 years. It vanished because of one thing that he did that disobeyed, that he disobeyed God. So if we have God's plan before us, we will, we will see that any disobedience will cost us because disobedience takes us off our track. It sometimes causes us to wander around and around when we didn't really have to. Sometimes when we disobey, we miss that part of the plan that God has strategically put in place for us. And when we wake up and realize <laughs> the disobedience of our Heavenly Father, we regret. And life then becomes dismal. And then we start wandering around because of that one step that we missed. So as a body of Christ, our lives are not guesswork. God has a purpose for each and every one of us and the body of Christ as a whole. All we have to do is obey. Deuteronomy 30, chapter, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 11 to 14. This command I'm giving you today, it is not too difficult for you to understand or perform. It's not going up in heaven so distant that you must ask, well, who, who will go to heaven and bring it down so we can hear and obey, he says. No, the command is not in heaven. It's not far from you, he says. It's not beyond the sea. It's not so far that you ask who across the sea to bring it to us and hear it and obey it. This message, he said, is close. It's very close. It's on your lips. It's in your heart so you can obey. And then the Apostle Paul goes on in Romans 10, 8, and says that faith is rooted in obedience because when you have faith, you will obey because you believe without a shadow of a doubt that what God says 
what God is saying is true. So the word is near you. It's near your mouth. It's in your heart. And that word is faith. That faith in your mouth, faith in your heart, faith in hearing God and obeying him. It's simple as that. And the only way to be obedient is to put faith in God. Put and exercise your faith in God. His plan and his purpose for your life is not dependent upon what you can or cannot do. It depends on you. You're doing what he tells you to do. He anoints you and he enables you to do it. Because he will not tell you to do something he knows that you cannot do. Stay close to him. Listen to him. Keep his word in your mouth. That's what he wants you to do. Because when you have faith in him, you will keep his word. You will, you will say what he's saying. Because why? You believe it. Continue to speak. Because he said he has hidden a surprise for the enemy in the words that you're you going to carry in 2016. Do not give up. Continue to speak, he said, in my name. And you will see these opposing forces begin to fall before you, just like David when he brought down the giant Goliath. David picked up five stones, but cast only one. I'm not sure David knew which one of those stones was the stone of his destiny. So when we prophesy his word, when we say God's word, we give God's word to, 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 to substance, we, carry, we give the devil a blow. We give the devil a blow because we tell the devil then, my God is bigger than you. My God is, is more able to do what he said he's going to do. My God is faithful to do what, he's gonna, what he said he's going to do. My God will not disappoint me because he does not lie. He will do what he said he will do. So when you feel weary in the fight, because this is a fight that we are in, every day we are in a fight. And it's a spiritual fight. It's not a physical fight. It's a spiritual fight. So every day when you feel weary in the fight, speak just one more word. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time, due season, we will reap if we don't go weary. God says, this is not the time to go grow weary. He does not want you to go weary. Just speak his word. When you feel like giving up, speak just one more word, he says. He said, because I will contend with the one who contends with you. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 25. He said he will contend with those who contend with you. What a promise. What a promise. So when you feel alone in the battle, just speak one more word. He said, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. 
He said he will be with you. He will not forsake you. So you can take his word to the bank. So when you feel trapped in your past, just speak one word. He said, behold, the former things have come to pass. Now I declare new things before they spring up, spring forth. I proclaim them to you. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 9. Don't feel trapped in your past. He said, those are the former things. He said he's bringing about new things in your life. And so when you feel the wrong, the, the, you feel walls of, op- of opposition coming against you. He says, speak just one word. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. So when you feel the walls come up, coming up against you, speak one word. And those walls will come tumbling down. In this 2016, just begin to speak his word more. More and more and more and more. He's saying. He said, if you just make that decision to speak just one more word of hope, somewhere in your future you will begin to hear the sound of collapsing walls of opposition, discouragement. He said, just stand still and see my salvation. <laughs> stand still and see my salvation. He's going to topple the, topple the walls down. Because each word you speak, he says, in obedience to his spirit, carries supernatural power. Supernatural power. Each word you speak in that situation, in that circumstance, in that in that issue that is confronting you, carries Supernatural, <laughs> supernatural power. You never know which word would be that one word to topple whatever is oppressing you, opposing you. So he says, speak my word in 2016. Continue to speak my word in 2016. Continue to speak my word in 2016, he's saying. Speak his word in 2016. Do not get weary in your well-doing, for in due season, and due season always comes, you shall reap if you faint not. Due season always comes, sense of God. Always come, no matter how long it takes. Do season comes, so don't get weary in your well doing, because in due season you will begin to reap if you fail not. This is the word of the Lord tonight. This is the word of the Lord tonight. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. God is with you. God is able. He said, there's more with you than more than they that are against you. And he, he says, if he be for you, 
Who can be against you? Who? Who can be against you if God be for you? No man, no one can be against you if God is with you. That's all you need. That's all you need, and you will make it. You will make it. You will run this race, and you will make it. Hold on to his word, he says. Just speak one more word. One more word. He said he will contend with those who contend with you. <laughs> Woo, I said, I stop against you. This is for your sake. <laughs> oh, thank you, God. So we give God praise tonight. We give him honor. We give him glory. Thank him for this word that he's given us for tonight. Thank him for the rhema. Thank him for everyone under the sound of my voice tonight. Thank you, Lord, for this, such a time as this, the time that we're living in, God. You're equipping us, empowering us to be successful in these days when the world is at war, at loggerheads. <laughs> but you have a plan and a purpose for our lives, for your children. And you will not leave us, and you will not forsake us. Thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. And thank you for this rumor tonight. In the precious name of Jesus, I declare it, I decree it, and it is done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Tune in again next Thursday night for another session of a live because of the word. Good night. God bless you. And I love you. Bye-bye. Until next Thursday night. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.